Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Joe Milmine, and this is episode 176, a hybrid yarn festival. I feel a need to laugh again with you, if that's alright. I need a drink, I need a friend, I need your Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Shiny Bees podcast. I'm Jo, I am your host, and today is Friday the 30th of April 2021. How are you? I hope you have been well since last time I spoke to you. And today I'm going to be talking about a hybrid yarn festival, and generally how yarn festivals might be this year and some musings, I guess, and commentary on how yarn festivals are working right now, obviously because doing in-person events is still pretty tricky and it's something that once you get to this sort of time of year, we're generally looking at and thinking about going off out to these yarn festivals or yarn shows or meeting up with our yarny pals, doing little day trips to yarn shops, whatever it is we decide to do that is just a little bit tricky at the moment. And I decided I was going to have a little bit of a chit chat about that today and see what you think about it as well, because they're definitely something that I quite miss. And I think there's been some opportunities as a result of not being able to get together in person, some for the better and some I think maybe could be done better. But you know how it is you can only try right so that's what we're going to be talking about today so get your brew get your knitting and we will crack on with the show so first up before i get into the chat about that as always um, I have a bit of news. I have been floating around in the Mighty Network, which is what I am using at the moment for our Shiny Bees podcast community. And as you'll know, if you've been listening for a while, I've been playing around with different homes for the community for quite a while and settled on Mighty Networks a few months ago as a place where we could get that social media sort of feel and quite easy to use format without being actually in a Facebook group. So I've been plodding on with that. It definitely has some limitations and I don't always get the notifications, which annoys me because I love, love, love chatting to you and nosying what you're up to and what you're making. But I've noticed going through the member list that there's been quite a few people who've come across and then left you're not in trouble if this is you you're not in trouble it's not a somebody's been doing something naughty in the playground at all um but the problem with how mighty networks tells me this is they just label those people as previous member so i don't actually know now who who is the previous member so i can't ask you know what was the reason that you didn't want to hang around. Because if it is a platform-specific problem, then maybe it, you know, I could do something to help you understand how to use it because it is not super 
intuitive to start with. If you're getting too many notifications, I can help you figure out how to turn those off because nobody wants to have constant emails every time somebody, you know, knits a stitch. You don't want that. Or if there's another reason, it would be really, really helpful for me to know. I'm not, I'm not bothered. Don't mind. Um, I just want to try and create the best possible solution for us, really. So if you are one of the previous members, if if you just didn't like it, that's cool. You can tell me that. But please do get in touch with me, info at shinybees.com or just DM me on one of the socials or whatever. I'm at shinybees on pretty much everything. And let me know because otherwise I'm just going to carry on plodding on and it could be something that I'm just not aware of or something that I could fix that would make it a bit better for you because it was always meant as a trial and I want it to be really good and I've, I've played with the idea of having a proper old school forum on my website as well as an option potentially and it is something I'm going to be looking into and reviewing over the next sort of month or so because I need to give everything related to the podcast a little bit of a shake up I think in advance of moving to 30 land of the white Range Rover and the golf club so yeah Speaking of Surrey, speaking of Surrey, it was partially that and partially some conversations this week that I have had with people that prompted the idea for today's episode because it is in three weeks time going to be Unravel at Farnham Maltings, Farnham being in Surrey and so therefore now some somewhere that I'm actually going to consider going to. I've never been to Unravel just because it is far too far out of my way. I'd have to go to London and then I would have to go on another train out of London to Farnham. And I'm not going to drive there, it's too long. So I've never been purely for those reasons because I have lots and lots of other options being fortunate enough to be so close to the West Coast mainline and Manchester Airport and all the motorways that I can get to stuff many, many other options, quicker and easier than faffing about down the M6. As you heard last time, I've got a massive issue with the M6 and it's never-ending story of roadworks that nobody ever works on. So I, I like to try and avoid it because it, it just needs to be worth my while. And for that reason that I've got so many other places that I could get to easier, I've just never bothered going. And it's always normally in February that's too close to Christmas for me. It's too cold. Don't want to be arsing about it. To be honest, I want to just be hibernating at home still. I'm not ready for anything until Edinburgh in March, basically. So I've never been for that reason. Now, obviously, last year it was cancelled. This year it has been moved and it is now happening in three weeks' time at... Um, in person at Farnham Maltins, but also as a hybrid festival, i.e. an online version. So it's, it's both at once. There's an in-person and an online element to it, which I think is really interesting. Now, the events organiser person behind it is Alison Thistlewood. You've met her before on the podcast. She's been on here with uh, Rachel Brown talking about yarn in the city. It was quite a while ago, so it was definitely in the single digits of podcasts. Um, but she is in the back catalogue, if you want to go check her out, but she's very, 
very kind of big in the yarn world. She's probably blushing now listening to this as me calling her big in the yarn world, but she knows everyone. She's involved in loads of stuff and her role at Farnham Maltins is to do with um, events and they obviously they had their own event as well at Yarnporium in London, which I have been to both times. I think it was on. I've been to or three times. I think I've been to them all. I forget after a bit. See, I don't mind getting a train to London because that's like, you know, a couple of hours, West Coast mainline, happy days, jump on at Wigan, jump off in London, jobs are good and like, I don't mind that. I just don't want to be getting on some train out of London again afterwards. Just can't bother with it. Anyway, that totally makes me sound like a Londoner, doesn't it? You know, like how Londoners, or like Southerners in general, just don't seem to appreciate how far away the North is. <laughs> I'm feeling that at the moment. Can you just pop down to Surrey to not have a look at our school? No, 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 it's four hours at least. No, <laughs> not if you're not going to let me in, love. No. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I thought it was a really interesting idea for a yarn show because obviously a lot of them have been cancelled the in-person events for obvious reasons but there have been some that have operated under social distancing in between the times smaller ones generally and there have been a few that have either gone online or have started to pop up online and they generally tend to be everyone rocking up to watch some endless instagram live where everyone's got a 15 minute slot and they've got to like make a set in their house for them to have like their stall. And then you rock up and watch it on Instagram live. As you can probably tell from the tone of my voice, I'm not a big fan of this just because I don't want to be sat there asking about on Instagram all day. Like it doesn't, I feel give the best opportunity for showing what's available it's not it's not for that you know and it's super easy to get distracted as well because there's all you know the feed is there and it's built to be distracting let's be honest and then if you're not there then you miss it and it's like how do you go back and watch it and it just it's a just a bit like qvc for me like yarn qvc but not in a good way i don't think so I don't particularly love it, but I know some people do quite like it and they do just want to watch yarn porn for a full day. And I, you know, I don't blame you if you're stuck in lockdown, you've done, you know, you've smashed in all of Line of Duty. I haven't even watched that, by the way, <laughs> not one of them. But if you smashed in all the box sets and there's nothing else on or you just fancy a little bit of a proxy sniff of some yarn, then I, I guess it makes sense. But I just wonder about the success of that you know, it's a very short time frame. It's online and not in person. People get nervous about doing lives. They get nervous about being in front of a camera, whether it shows things off in the best possible light. But it obviously is better than nothing, isn't it? It is better than nothing because if you make a lot of your money from shows, then you're taking a big hit there by not being able to do them. And a lot of people will only buy at shows or only buy in person because they want to have the little mitts on the on the goods before they get involved and maybe then afterwards they're happy to buy online but a lot of people especially with it being such a visual hobby or pastime want to they want to have a squish and a sniff don't they they want to get a little bit up close and personal with the yarn before 
the purchase. Now, the in-person events did feel a little bit like I wouldn't have gone, even if I was wanting to go, wouldn't have gone, because I do not want to be squirted with hand sanitizer 15 times, like, a day, a minute, an hour, like, every stall you've got a hand sanitizer. I, I, I would rather not go. I would rather not go than have that sort of experience, because... I, I don't like it. I don't want to be anxious. I don't want to be panicking about whether someone's going to be upset that I'm 1.99 metres away from them. I do not want to be squirted with bubblegum scented, bubblegum with lighter fluid as a base note, scented hand sanitizer every 30 seconds. Like I, I don't want to be involved in that. So I would not have gone for that reason. But obviously, as we're moving more into summer and with the roadmap and, you know, all of that good stuff. In the UK, at least, certainly, it looks like there may be potential for more traditional, if Boris gets his way, Yarnshaw type action coming up. Now, that I would be available for, for sure. Not available for bubblegum, scented, lighter fluid, hand sanitizer. So the idea of a hybrid between the two is quite interesting because... This isn't on Instagram, Unravel. It's not their plan. And they've gone full up hybrid. So they've got the in-person marketplace where you can go in, you do your social distancing, wear your mask, light fluid, all of that. Like, you know, hand sanitizer the works. Maybe they've got better hand sanitizer now. Like maybe it's developed a bit. I'm not saying theirs is hand is lighter fluid hand sanitizer, but I, I just always seem to go to places where if you get if you use their stuff, it's burns the hairs in your nose. I'd rather just use my own, right? But they're going to have all of that available. They're going to have the in-person stuff with the appropriate measures in place, but they've also got this hybrid element at the same time. So some of the vendors will be online, but it's not going to be on Instagram. It's on a specific platform that's designed for this sort of thing. Now, this isn't a concept I'm quite interested in because I was having a chat with a friend of mine the other day and um, her husband's into electronics and he wanted to join the local kind of electronics group for this very specific type of operating system that he's into with computing and electronics, right? But it's quite niche and the nearest place was a good hour and a half's drive away and they don't live in the middle of nowhere, they live in civilization, but it is so niche that it's a little drive away. And he was saying he was loving the whole lockdown online thing because he probably wouldn't be able to attend all the meetings and he certainly wouldn't be like bobbing down to London of a night time to go and attend the ones in London. But because they'd all gone online, it meant he could actually join in with a lot of stuff and he could get more out of it than what he would have had it been still in person. So I think there's a definite opportunity there for, for that kind of thing because, you know, some people can't afford to travel, some people don't want, because it's not cheap, is it? You know, if you're going to get a train to London, stay in a hotel, have all your food out, buy some yarn, like it is not a cheap affair. It's not a cheap thing to do. However, if you're going to cut off travel costs and hotel costs and eating out costs, maybe just get a cheeky Just Eat, you know, or just, just get a quick quick Chinese from around the corner. Happy days, like you've saved quite a lot of money, which means it's more accessible for people. If you have physical accessibility needs where, you know, you don't like going into yarn shows or they're not in an accessible building, Yarndale, I'm looking at you, 
being able to go and have a look at these vendors in a proper specific, you know, format, not just some pony Instagram live, is quite an appealing concept because then you can get around to all these other stalls that you wouldn't have been able to necessarily access or you don't want to because it's it's too busy, you know, the it's not conducive, a, a flipping co-shed, basically, an auction mart. It's not really conducive. It's not really made for being accessible. The ground's not flat, you know, it, it's just not good and it's, it gets too busy and too cramped for people. But you can go, right? You can attend if there's an online element without having to put yourself in that position where, you know, you're worrying about whether you're going to be able to get round enough. Like, I don't like going to it because it's too busy at times, you know? So I can't imagine what it's like if you have mobility needs and you were worrying about tripping over uneven floors and all of that other stuff as well. But also it means that people who are not in the country and couldn't travel over here, both from a vendor point of view and from a visitor point of view, can also join in, which effectively means there are more opportunities for the vendors to make sales, which is great. Now, obviously, there's all the custom stuff and mailing stuff and blah, 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 what, what. But the point being, they're able to kind of extend their audience a little bit. And yes, you can argue they could do that on Instagram as well, but it just it just feels a bit pony to me. It doesn't feel very pro, which is why I like the idea of what Unravel are planning to do, because they've got a specific platform they're using for it. The other yarn shows have used for as well. So they know it works and it is a, just a bit more of, of an experience going in there because that, I mean, if, if you're an event organiser, that's what you're selling, isn't it? It's the experience. So that's really interesting. But what they've also got as well as that is an online workshop element, which again, I find really interesting as a teacher myself, like been in the training game a very long time. Because obviously... It became a bit of a thing to have workshops at yarn shows as well. So people will come look around the yarn show. They take a workshop with maybe their favourite teacher and everyone's coming to one place. So it's a lot easier to get that face-to-face -face instruction from someone whose work you really admire if that's what you want to do. But what they've done is they've also brought in, a, a again, it's like the hybrid version where they've got these online workshops that you can attend. Now, I would say, especially for something like knitting that is very, very uh, visual and sometimes, you, you know, you need you need a couple of, of goes of watching someone do something, it's going to be tricky. I think they're going to need to pick the subject matter quite carefully and you're going to need teachers who are able and practiced at doing online teaching and potentially like the tech needs to be a little bit more fancy for them because it is not that easy to just go and sit, you know, stand next to someone and show them as they look over your shoulder. It's not that easy to do that. But it is, you know, there are definitely things where you can access stuff and training and workshops online because there are other organisations that already offer online knitting workshops. It's definitely doable. I've just not seen that many that are done live, but that doesn't mean they're not going to work, right? at all and i'm really interested to see how they pan out in fact i'm i'm considering signing up for one just to see how it goes because i think it's super interesting so yeah that's quite cool and again not something you're really just gonna whack out on instagram live like it needs a little bit more of a an organization and a proper solution to make it work 
They're also doing talks. Like there's a lot going on with this uh, that you can access again online as well. So I'm quite interested. I'm quite intrigued because it feels different and it feels like a more sophisticated offer, I guess, and delivery of a yarn show that overcomes some of the current challenges, but could really be setting the scene for how things can move forward in the future so that more people can access the yarn shows and you're getting more of that turnover for the vendors and everything else because that is obvious always the main thing that a vendor's concerned with what's the footfall was it was it worth the expense of me hiring a van driving down paying for hotels and all of that good stuff you know they're always looking for that and as an event organizer if you can find ways to increase their turnover during the event then they're always going to be happy right so yeah, super interesting. But the great thing is, is it means that we can all join in. My Australian crew down there in the future, nearly in Saturday, they can they can join in. My South Africans can join in. Like my Canadians can join in. My Americans can join in. Like it's exciting. Um, it's cool. So go check it out. But definitely, what I would like to do is, if there are any other shows that you know of that are doing a slightly, you know, more sophisticated offer that's something that's like worth going to um, and I should add that Unravel are selling tickets for this so I think the ticket is four pounds to attend but you get like the virtual yarn show and the talks as well in that I believe I will put links in the show notes for this so you can find your way there but if you know of anywhere else that is doing this type of thing rather than just a kind of like I say a throwing people on Instagram live I'm I, I'm not that interested in that to be honest um but doing something a little bit more swept up that is worth, worth go, kind of going to and, and looking at, I'd be super interested to hear because obviously I can't keep up with every single yarn show worldwide or every single yarn shop that is doing something cool like this. But I would love to be able to share them with you if you know about them. So definitely let me know, info at shinybees.com. Uh, hit me up and I'd love to take a look. So that's all I've got for you this week. Just a quick bit of a chit chat about that. Definitely give me your feedback and your opinions on, on where you think yarn shows are going. And if you've got any ideas or things you want to share about this, it'd be great to discuss it with you. But otherwise, I hope you will have a wonderful week and bank holiday if you are in the UK. Happy crafting and I will speak to you again soon. Cheers. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode can be found on our website, which is shinybees.com forward slash 176.